0: Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Ingles, He penetrates with the left hand, sees Vukovic, ball fakes, Flares to Royce, rotates to Bogdanovich, is deflected. Back to Joe. Feet set, ball wet, splash. Joe Ingles for three. Donovan right side, guarded by Randall. One-on-one, big step back three. Pow! Donovan Mitchell, practically perfect in every way. Clarkson goes through the legs, weaves in the lane, comes out the far side. Got Carter Williams with him. Now he drives the left hand, drops to the right, reverse pivot, fadeaway jumper. Good. Donovan, pullback jumper, left side, swish.
1: Ring the 30
0: point bell for Donovan Mitchell. He's got 31.
1: And the Utah Jazz get a split in Florida. Friday they lose in Miami. There's highlights as they beat Orlando pretty easily on Saturday. And PK, we talked about this a little bit on TV last night. The win in Orlando, nice. They're really good at blowing out the middle of the league, and Orlando was missing some guys. And, man, in the third quarter, that game really opened up. But that loss on Friday to Miami, you know, did they have elite defenders to shut down elite scorers? And Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic both got going in that game, combined they shot just a shade under 60%. And the Jazz missed a bunch of open shots, didn't run their offense all that well, still almost won, but but didn't.
2: No, they didn't, and they're going to lose a few more. It's, I'm not going to sweat losses. I mean, until they get to four in the playoffs and losing to Miami, I'm just going to roll with it. They're going to have losses. In fact, I actually think it's good that they have a few losses along the way. Then that sort of just uh, does not in- increase the, the pressure and all that stuff. I mean, I, I don't want them to win 39 out of 41. That's just too much, too much winning, too much peaking. So, I'm fine with it.
1: Lots has help you keep your edge. Make it easier for the coaches to tell you what you're messing up and what you got to be better at. So you're ready for LeBron when the time comes. If the time comes. When the time comes. Road trip continues today in New Orleans against the Pelicans. And then they got uh, Philly on Wednesday. And we were talking on Friday, you know, 4-0, 3-1, in normal times, we would have looked at this trip as 2-2, two and two, and I think after that loss in Miami, now people are wondering, are they going to go 2-2 two and two on this trip, or are they going to go 3-1? and one? Get part of that answer today. 5 o'clock, Jazz Game Night, the pregame show with Jake Scott and Tim LaCombe. The game tips off at 6 o'clock here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Hashtag NBA. Middleton, downhill drive Giannis to the rim, slam it Bucks lead by three wow, what big steps you take young man Randall, three pointer it's good from the corner contested Got free off a little step back. Booker gets it in the backcourt. Five seconds left into the quarter, He goes, beats past Noel, puts it up on the run, and gets it with 1.4 seconds left as he falls to the floor again. The Suns will take their biggest lead into the fourth quarter with Devin Booker hitting for 41 already through three. LeBron to end the half. Got it. What a way to end. The biggest
2: thing draymond said it, a little bit at halftime we have to remember that even when we're playing well we won three in a row you know teams still want to beat us and beat us bad <laughs> they still have you know a lot of memories from the last five six years
1: that's steph curry talking about the lakers warriors game and highlights from a lot of games there but three of them that really matter to jazz fan and one of them was the lakers blowing out the warriors really early in that game they dominated the first quarter and never let the warriors back in the game lebron only had 19 117-91 the final lakers back into second place in the west and pk they looked awesome for all the problems they've had they look great blowing the warriors out well schroeder
2: comes back and they're 2-0 with him with two easy wins over portland and now the warriors and so you had that basically that was almost like a preseason game with the number of minutes played by those guys starters anyway so yeah the last two games once lebron's got somebody back not all of them not the best one but he gets somebody back and they cruised to two easy wins
1: it's 41-21 in the first quarter they had a 20-point lead and they passed the clippers because the clippers lost to the bucks 105-100 clippers did not score in the last four minutes of the game Kawhi leonard Paul George took all the shots down the stretch. They're combined 0 for 9, and you can forgive him one of them because that was a half-court heave. Uh, but the other eight, there were there were too many possessions. Should have been good looks. Some of them were not good looks. But 0 for down the stretch. PK lets the Bucks win that game with the uh, last nine points of the game. 105 100.
2: Yeah, it was a fun game to watch in February. Last day of February. Uh, Bucks are a pretty good team. I don't know that they're going to win the East, but they're still a pretty good team. You give uh, Antetokounmpo like a foot and a half, and he's going to take five feet because his strides are just gigantic. And he can get to the bucket on that. And the Clippers had some problems scoring, so they came away with a loss. Good news for the Jazz, as you say.
1: And the Suns beat the Timberwolves. Don't sleep on Phoenix. Still fourth, but inching closer to second and third. They pick up a game on the Clippers now. They blew out the Timberwolves, 118-99. Devin Booker had 43 points in that game. And the Phoenix Suns is kind of hanging around, inching back into it, separating away from fifth and sixth place. They're now three games in front of the Spurs. Jazz are three and a half up on the Lakers, four up on the Clippers, four and a half on the Suns. One game separating those next three teams, and then three more games back to fifth place in the Spurs. So there's the Western race. Money because there's always a contract extension to consider. PK Victor Oladipo turns down two years and 45 million. That's all the Rockets are allowed to offer him an extension now. Oladipo's in the final year of a four year, 85 million dollar deal. Everybody's expecting that he wants something longer than the two year extension.
2: Sure, so do I.
1: Uh, Toronto Raptors had their COVID issues worsen. Their game with the Bulls postponed. Unclear if they will play their last couple of games here before the All-Star break. And according to reports, Portland guard Anthony Simons, Indiana rookie Cassius Stanley, Knicks rookie Obi Toppin are expected to participate in the NBA Slam Dunk Contest on Sunday. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Kata,
0: cross-court pass to Wooster for three, get in there, yes, welcome back, Raleigh Wooster hits the three from the left wing, Aggies push the lead back to 14, great ball movement on that possession too. Anthony gets into lane, pass to Kata, Kata with a two-handed slam. Namish Kata with a monster jam, Aggies now up 38-22, to a 16-point lead with under two minutes to go here in the first half. Anderson back to Wooster. Wooster, bounce pass to Kata. Kata with the two-handed dunk. Nearly hit the top of his head on the rim.
1: 78-55. Complete domination for Utah State as they blow out Nevada Sunday. It was 8-2. Nevada hit a couple threes to tie it. Utah State went on 11-0 run, and that was it. The Scotty said, they're up 16 at the half. They led by 26 in the second half. Shades of the Lakers and Warriors, PK. That was pretty easy. Kata, 26 points. 13 rebounds, 6 assists. He did it all.
0: Yeah,
2: he really did. He was awesome. Just looking around watching that game. They almost blew it on Friday, but they held off Nevada. But the second time around, they just smoked them.
1: Yep. 13-4 now for Utah State. A virtual tie for second place. They're a half game behind first place San Diego State. And then uh, CSU, Boise State, and USU. All a half game back. None of them have played the same number of games thanks to COVID. That's all over the map. Anywhere from 15 to 19 games for so those top four. Uh, but, going into the final week, anything can happen. BYU, that was, uh, when's the last time you saw a lower scoring first half than that with one of the local teams? 23-18 to 18 at halftime? I mean, credit for, you know, defending and playing hard while you can't score, and, you know, they eventually win comfortably, 65-51, but, man, that was low scoring.
2: Yeah, it was, but I think their defense with harms, you know, I expect that more from him. He was really good. Particularly in that first half, he had four or five block shots. Uh, You know, with his size and he's got ability, I don't want to say he's been up and down, but he hasn't had as many ups. And when he has those ups, he can be dominant.
1: Utah beating USC. Timmy Allen had 15 points, eight assists. Uh, that was a bad performance against UCLA. We've talked about the Utes, how you never know game to game, even half to half what you're going to get out of them. And after not getting much Thursday, they got a lot Saturday. That was, again, that was a pretty comfortable win. USC, I'm just look at the scoreboard, guys. You were in trouble. You need to get it going. And they could not get it going.
2: No, SC's in a bad stretch. They got worked at Colorado and then got worked by the Utes. The Utes, if, if Plummer scores, they're just a lot better.
1: Utah improves to 10-11 and 11 on the year. In the big sky, Weber State sweeping Sacramento State. Southern Utah sweeping Northern Arizona. So those two teams still battling for second and third, right behind Eastern Washington. That's a good three-way race right there. Uh, UVU swept UT Rio Grande Valley. Now they head to Grand Canyon. They got a shot at the WAC yeah. title. You, you, PK, one of your mini schools, Grand Canyon.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I did go there. Uh, three of them I went to. In the state of uh, Arizona, but uh, yeah, they're
1: they're right there. Eight and three now in conference for UVU and WAC play. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Broadcasting legend Irv Cross, a former Pro Bowl defensive back, played in the NFL for nine years. Went to a couple of Pro Bowls after a college career at Northwestern. And it became even more famous. He was at CBS Sports for a quarter of a century and 15 years with the first big, massive NFL pregame show that was a big deal, the NFL Today, with Brent Musburger and Jimmy the Greek and Phyllis George. He was on that for 15 years, the first black man to work full-time as a sports analyst on national TV with CBS. 81 years old. He passed away yesterday. That's a heck of a career, PK, from college to pros to broadcasting.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, athletic director at Idaho State. Yes. The road.
1: Late in his career, he did go up there for a few years. Uh, former NFL wide receiver Josh Gordon has joined former Cleveland Browns quarterback Johnny Manziel in the starting the, the startup Fan-Controlled Football League. I haven't heard anything about this. Have you, PK?
2: No, I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. I uh, just know he's had all sorts of addiction issues, and it's sad.
1: Yeah. It's a seven man football league, so see how long that sticks around. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college football.
1: College football news uh, breaking last night. Social media, PK, it's always there to let us know what's going on. Kind of out of the middle of nowhere. Utah, is going to be a new wide receivers coach? Because uh, Guy Holiday. His son, his high school football coach in El Paso, was tweeting out that his dad had been fired. He was furious, went after uh, stuff that you fans talk about all the time. Why don't they throw the ball more? And he was uh, mad at them for uh, keeping the defensive coordinator, Morgan Scally, and now letting his dad go. And I got his dad on the phone, and his dad says uh, he has not been fired. And he said he didn't know anything about this, and I ne- he needed to hang up and call his son. Shortly after that, his son said he was taking the tweets down, but he still thought it was going to happen, and said if it does, he'll put the tweets back up. But he pulled the tweets down. And then PKU you started uh, asking around, and you had some communication.
2: Oh, yeah, there's a lot of people in the business, and it's a small business. And so while we were talking, I was receiving texts that it's true. So take it for what it's worth.
1: All right, nothing official out of you. Reached out to the University of Utah at uh, 5 o'clock yesterday. Haven't heard back. Nothing there, so sorting out whatever the next move is, but that's where it is. And all started with Guy's son going to social media and saying that this was going to happen. So it's killer business, PK. It's uh, the only constant is change. Actually, in in Utah, probably has a lot less of it than most coaching staffs because Kyle's been there so long, but still. There was a lot of football over the week, actual games. Weber State, a scoreless first quarter at Idaho State, and then they started hitting on big plays in the passing game and one in the running game, too. And they blow out Idaho State 49-21. Bronson Barron out of American Fork High. Big Sky Offensive Player of the Week after throwing for 312 yards and four touchdowns. And they were pushing the ball down the field. i would get to work out some football cliches here in February March. This is great. They were pushing the ball down the field, P.K.,
2: Yeah, good for them. I would expect them to beat those guys.
1: Southern Utah lost to NAU on the last play of the game, 34-33 NAU. After a pass interference, moved the ball down to the two-yard line with two seconds to go. They threw a touchdown pass and won it. Former Summit Academy and Snow College quarterback Justin Miller threw for five touchdowns, 288 yards in the loss. And Dixie State opened the Division I era at the FCS level with a 26-14 win over Tarleton State, who had been ranked in the preseason poll. so And North Dakota State lost. Their 39-game win streak got snapped. So and if you're a Weber State fan looking ahead to the playoffs after six regular season games, if they get them all in, well, the big dog got beat. And, of course, the transfer window is active. Why wouldn't it be? Texas Tech starting quarterback Alan Bowman committed to Michigan over the weekend. He's a grad transfer. He's uh, eligible immediately. He had started at points during all three years in Lubbock. So, see what impact he can have for the Wolverines. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag Major League Baseball. And the 1-1. Angel Hernandez is in mid-season form. <sighs> yeah.
1: The sounds of spring, PK. Spring training games began. You fired up.
2: I was listening to that game on my app at the gym, (laughs) and it was also on uh, MLB Network, so absolutely, man, today's March, Uh, spring is on the way, Masters is next month, opening day is next month, NCAA final is next month, yeah, no question about it.
1: Spring training games, seven inning affairs, unless they previously agreed to five or nine innings, but they don't have minor leaguers. Don't want as many people there. You know, keep the major leaguer healthy get healthy, get to the get to the start of the major league season. So they got fewer players, they got fewer pitchers. So you're gonna see some shorter games here the first couple of weeks at least, and then we'll see where they go from there. Orioles first baseman Trey Mancini returned to action yesterday for the first time after recovering from stage 3 colon cancer. He got a standing ovation from those in attendance as the Orioles face Pittsburgh. Most of the sites have uh, 10 or 20 percent. I think 28 percent is the most fan uh, they're allowed in attendance. But fans are there. Saw some pictures of people sitting on the burn, PK. They spray-painted white rectangles so that people would remain socially distanced. People stayed in their rectangular uh, areas out there and could sit on the berm and soak up the sun.
2: Yeah, for sure, yeah. I saw that, too.
1: All right, What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or small. Get the person in touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, 8 o'clock, Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider. 9 o'clock, David Alridge, longtime NBA reporter, now works with The Athletic. Used to be on TNT. You saw him there. Worked for ESPN for a while. Uh, He's had a long career, and he wrote a long, interesting piece on the Utah Jazz and on how race and a perception race has been impacting the Jazz for decades. He rolled into it uh, partly uh, the latest with, you know, Dennis Lindsley and the allegations from Elijah Millsap, but it was also much bigger than that. Players who choose to come here for the first time, players who choose to return here. What they like, what they don't like, what they have to adjust to, what they embrace – So we'll get to all of that with him at 9 o'clock. DJ PK, question of the day coming up next. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: The Big Show Show. with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson.
1: It's actually a big weekend for the Salt Lake City Stars. And we have four tickets to give away for that. We thought we'd do a keyword. You want to do a keyword? Yeah. What should we do? Um, Hmm. Rebound. We had decided during the break. Why are you going away from the word we decided? I set this up for
0: you to go. How about finals? Our show is completely spontaneous, folks. We never plan anything out in advance. I think we can plan what a keyword is going to be. I <laughs> thought you changed your mind. But here's where you make a good point. Why do we plan anything on this show? <laughs> I'm just going to be spitballing <laughs> no, no, from this here is... on out. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. In the Zone Sports Network.
1: DJ PK it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hot takes your toast. And the question of the day brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. At Jerry Siner Cadillac, you can shop your way and get a piece of luxury you deserve. Stop by and test drive one today. Alright, we got two questions to get to here in the next two segments. They've been up on Facebook this weekend. We'll hit both of them. One of them you just referred to, PK. The occasional loss doesn't bother you. As a matter of fact, you embrace it question is, the Jets split the Florida swing. In a way, isn't it sort of good to have them lose a few before the playoffs? And the answer is, yeah, you can't win them all, so you can't freak out when you lose a few. This gives the coaches a chance to say, hey, here's what we're not doing right. Maybe keeps the players with a little bit of an edge because they know they're not uh, invulnerable. And... Lessens the pressure a little bit because more spectacular that record is, what happens to expectations, PK?
2: Well, obviously they soar, yeah. And then you got to worry about, to an extent, you know, playing your best ball uh, and all that stuff. You know, we talk about midseason form. I'd rather have late season form. That's what you want to be rolling. So, uh, a loss here and there. It's actually good for the ball club, particularly the way they're losing uh, last two losses on Fridays have been to the Clippers and the Heat. The Heat got all their guys. They're a good team. Clippers have all their guys. They're a good team, maybe even an elite team. And so both losses were close, hard-fought ball games, not getting smoked. So I don't have any problem with that.
1: Nick does. Why the bleep would it be good to lose? That's right, two O's.
2: <laughs> well, you want to be loose. Win or lose. Win or lose. You want to be loose, I guess.
1: He does, that's for sure. Other people weighing in here, we've got uh, David saying losing is not good or fun. Sure, you can learn from it and find areas of weaknesses to fix. But that's about the only, quote-unquote, good that comes with it.
2: There's so many games that you're going to lose, so... The great teams are going to lose in a regular 82 game schedule. They're going to lose 15 to 25. and you're going to lose in the postseason too. I, I couldn't imagine that they're going to just roll through the postseason. doesn't seem like uh, that that's ever going to happen uh, again, really with the four full rounds that they now play. So I mean you don't I don't think you need losses to learn. Because Jerry Sloan used to talk about sometimes it's easier to teach learning when you win because you're in a better mood than when you lose. So you can teach learning. Learning can happen anytime. So I don't think you need to lose to learn. You can use it as a learn. But the point being, you could also use winning as learning too. Um, I'm not sure how much they have to learn anymore. They're such a veteran team now with their youngster being the face of the franchise for four years, it's very unusual when you've got three guys that play a bulk of bulk minutes over 30, then you got other guys, all veterans, and then you got your star, offensively anyway, who is the youngest, but yet he's been the franchise player and a multiple all-star, and he's not even 25. So they've all been around the block, so I don't know how much more they have to learn. They have to develop and evolve and get better and all that stuff. And I guess suppose that's another way of saying learning. But I don't see where losses, loss is, particularly when they're competitive. I think you just roll with them. And then I like the fact that, well, you know, the, the objective here is to win as many games. But also the opposite of that is to make sure you don't have big slumps. So they've lost these last two times, and then they come right back and win again. And that's a great sign.
1: I guess the one thing I'd say is you'd like to see them beat a really good team that's at full strength. You know, they've had wins over good teams. They just beat the Lakers, but the Lakers were obviously missing a couple guys. Uh, Philly Embiid was out. Milwaukee isn't good for you. Milwaukee would be a good one. Uh, The Heat and the the Clippers, obviously, both at full strength. They'd gotten the Clippers two days earlier, but Kawhi Leonard didn't play, and neither did Paul George. Well, they got them two months earlier. Does that count? That's a good question. Does stuff that early in the season matter to you? Because the thing is, and there will be people like, no, it doesn't matter. Okay, but if you can throw away the early season wins, don't you throw away early season losses? You no. Know, at what point? At what point are both Denver games early season games? Who's saying it doesn't matter? The imaginary people I talk to in my mind. Okay. All right. I, I... <laughs> I think there are people who think that, and that's why you threw that out there. They You're, all matter. Okay, but do the early season games matter less because teams do evolve over time? Okay, do the late regular season games matter less? When uh, it comes depending to the on season? depending on who's playing, no. I think that's an excellent point. The answer is no. You get to those last ten to fifteen games, you see lots of teams pulling guys out. So,
2: well, if you're going to compare them to the postseason, then they don't matter because nothing matters as much as the postseason. So, in that way, every regular season win or loss, you can rationalize however you want because until you beat that team four times in the postseason, then it doesn't really matter. You can kill the Lakers all you want now, but what really matters is what you do in the postseason. So that's part of the equation. And that's why I'm saying that there's some. it's good to have a few losses along the way, loosen you up a little bit. And they don't matter. As long as you're competitive, and they have been competitive, right? We have to go back to the, the Denver loss now, and we're getting, we're getting quite a bit of distance between that loss and right now. And so you can say all those things that, well, what matters, what doesn't. When you get to the postseason, I don't think any of it matters. You can draw from the experiences, but until you do it again and beat that team four times, what does it matter?
1: Jane says, lose, uh, lose a game now and then? Sure, as long as they keep the one seed and avoid the L.A. teams in the second round. Well, I don't
2: know if that's going to happen. Avoiding the L.A. teams? Yeah, I don't know that that's going to happen. Yeah, because I can't guarantee you that those two teams are going to finish second and third.
1: Look out for Phoenix. They could mess that plan up.
2: And I wouldn't sleep on the first round either. I mean, sure, you're expected to win as a 1-8 and eight, or whoever has that 8 seed. But right now, it's Denver. Denver and Dallas, I think they're very much capable of that, winning some ball games off you.
1: The 7-8-9-10 thing has got to play out now uh, because of the, the format they're using this year. And that's Denver 7, Golden State 8, Dallas 9, and Memphis 10. So, look at the teams in the mix there.
2: Well, I'd rather have Memphis, but... The, the, all those teams are dangerous particularly on any game basis I mean what what team out I would suspect you'd be able to beat Memphis but those other teams I know I mean, you should be able to beat them all but what team do you think is going to roll over and to me none of those teams they're all they've all got players.
1: Dallas didn't roll over last year. We saw Luka Doncic hit that shot against the Clippers to tie the series up at 2-2, and they eventually got beat. Yeah. Dallas got beat in six games there. And that uh, was without Porzingis. Right. Denver obviously would make Jazz fans uh, sweat uh, after yeah. that playoff series in the game earlier this year. And then Golden State. I mean, you can wish yourself Steph Curry if you want, but that seems like wishing for he's trouble. He's got
2: 50 <laughs> written all over him anytime he wants. Not any time he wants, but he's capable of doing it. They're, they would be a dangerous team, too. I think they're all dangerous. That's what I'm saying. Just about every team, particularly every playoff team, has a couple of guys that you certainly wouldn't mind having on your team. Uh, So I get it. I agree with that. You want the one seed and then hope you don't get either of the LAs because they're very, very dangerous. They would up the level of dangerous compared to the first round. I understand all of that. Uh, But I don't know that they're going to just – go all out uh, to make sure they procure one of those spots. Because who's to say the Jazz basically did it last year. They orchestrated falling down or dropping in the standings. This is what we understand. So who's to say that the Lakers and Clippers are saying, well, wait a second, I don't want to play this guy in the second
1: round. <laughs> so, so they drop down to four so they can play the Jazz. Yeah. And Phoenix gladly embraces it. Of course. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, Phoenix, uh, you know, they're. Uh, it's an interesting situation with Phoenix. They haven't made the playoffs, I think, in 11 seasons. It's 10 or 11. I think it's 11. So certainly they're going to be happy making the playoffs. But at the same time, a lot of the reason why they're being uh, uh, good this year is being attributed to a 36-year-old. So it's not like you're just getting started. You're just getting started playoff-wise – But one of the significant reasons why you're in the playoffs is you've got a 36-year-old. So the point being, you sort of have a win-now mentality because of Chris Paul. The other guys are all a bunch of young pups, but he isn't. And when he steps aside, I don't know, in the next year or two or three, it's going to be difficult to replace him. Guys like him just don't roll off trees. You don't just automatically replace him. Maybe you do free agency or whatnot because you've got a bunch of other guys, so I don't know what's going to happen. But the point being, neither do they know what's going to happen. So they might be – it's nice to make the playoffs, but while you're being directed by a 36-year-old, you sort of have to be in the win-now mentality. So uh, interesting to see what would happen with them. But obviously they're dangerous, and they got the Jazz earlier in the season. They're going to – I haven't looked at the schedule well, memorize the second half, but I assume they're going to be playing each other a couple more times here. And so see what they do. Because obviously they're dangerous. Booker, as we saw, he went for 43 as recently as last night and only had two in the fourth quarter because they were up by 20. So clearly if it was a closer game, he could have gone for more. But they didn't need him at that point because they were up 20. So they're dangerous too. So I'm starting to get to the point where – I'm not going to worry about the standings anymore because I don't know what's going to happen and I don't know what's going to be to their advantage or disadvantage. I'm just going to take it. You've got to play a team and you've got to beat them four times, whether it's the first, second, or third round. What does it matter?
1: Those Suns games are out there in April. It's going to be a while, but they got a couple trips down to Phoenix to play those guys. So Next month? Yep, next month, because today is March 1st, so it is next month. You're right. I like to play that game psychologically in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you get you, you're you just getting closer to better weather one day at a time, but somehow That's next it. month sounds way better.
2: <laughs> it does. Like January 1st, I tell myself, well, spring training's next month. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let, let the Rose and Sugar Bowl finish before you get into that,
2: with you? <laughs> no, no. you got to play that. It's like when you take a trip. You're driving cross country, or you're driving to Vegas. And I, dri- when we were in the process of moving, we had driven across country three or four times. I drove a- drove across country. My sister moved out first. Drove across country in a U-Haul with my brother-in-law, who nobody ever liked, and eventually did become my ex brother-in-law. Thank goodness. Uh, and I'm like 12 years old, and I got nothing. I got no no iPhone. I've got no music. No nothing. Just he and I, and I didn't like him, and he didn't like me, and he didn't like sports, and I was all about sports at twelve years old, and we didn't have anything, and we drove across the country, and then the the thing broke. Oh my gosh, he had such a foul mouth. The U haul broke, and he's swearing up a storm, and I'm in the where, giggle
1: mode where I'm where, trying. Where did it break?
2: I think it was. It wasn't maybe a third of the way into the trip. Okay, uh, so it wasn't very long. So you we weren't out.
1: To, you weren't out in the middle of nowhere in Kansas, <laughs> waiting for a tow truck for hours.
2: No, I want to say through Pennsylvania, western Pennsylvania, I want to say. But I don't remember. It was a long time ago, obviously. But we had to get a new U-Haul, and we had to unload all the stuff in the U-Haul, put the stuff into the new U-Haul. How
1: about yeah, that? Might have been less <laughs> giggle mode with you and more foul mouth with him. I'd like to put myself on the pedestal, but in all honesty, probably so not. So when
2: you got those long trips, you just look forward to the next location. You don't take it. You know, if so you, you know, don't I've you don't
1: think like uh, nine hundred miles to wherever, you're thinking nineteen miles to wherever.
2: Yeah, so there. you play those games with yourself. You know, when you drive to Vegas, you gotta go to the Fillmore and Beaver and Saint George, like and, uh, so rather
0: than oh man, I got a six hour drive.
2: You no, know, so same thing here. Scipio, January, Scipio, spring, Scipio Scipio Scipio,
1: Beaver, <laughs> Fillmore, Cedar City, there. Saint yeah, George. So you, you never yeah. stop in
2: Scipio? You never stop at the no, petting zoo? No, because I use gas up at home, and it's too soon. I've got to pace out my stops.
1: There's a petting zoo there you can check out sometime, PK. I've
2: been there many times, but I try not to stop there. I'll stop on the way coming back. Back. Because uh, I've got to go to the bathroom, and I can't wait. Uh, but normally, I try not to stop on the way down because it's too soon. That so that that breaks up the uh, that screws up my whole thinking, man, because then I've got longer before I'm going to stop again. No. So you got to play those psychological games with yourself. I do it on the treadmill when I run or some type of elliptical. So the first three minutes are grueling, but then when I get to the last two minutes of the five-minute increment, I think, "Oh, I can do this." Yeah. So it makes it easier for me.
1: Now, now when I hop on a, on a bike, my knee swells up the size of a watermelon, so I don't do it. But when I did, and you see that time, and you're like i I would start doing the math on it like I do with the uh how far we are through an NBA season it drives you and nuts. I'm 10 percent of the way done the bike's always the best when there's daytime sports and I had to go to the pool and so then you can't watch sports and all that but man March madness was great for that all right we got conference tournament I can ride for I can pedal forever
2: let's yeah, go only, put some
1: games on that's only like three weeks out of 52 though. oh I know I know <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you try to get anything. You know, a major golf championship, uh, midweek Wednesday was always a good day on the bike if there's, you know, day baseball because you have getaway games. So, whatever. I'd, anything. Give me something. That's why
2: everybody has headphones. Give me anything. Yep. So you're, you're trying to be distracted as you do that. And I usually do 30 minutes of cardio every day. So you play those games. That's what I do. And I do that with the jazz season. I haven't been able to do that as much this year because. It isn't usual in terms of, like, we're just approaching the halfway point. Normally, we would already we would have been well past the halfway point yep. at this point. I always considered March the home stretch. Now, it's not really... The home we gotta, stretch, no. We got we to get to April uh, before the home stretch. But, yeah, I do that. And I didn't do that as much when I lived in Phoenix and L.A. because the weather usually was good, especially in Phoenix. Actually, it was the other way in Phoenix. You dreaded it. You didn't want spring uh, you didn't want winter and spring to leave and you didn't because it's just nice and then you get summer and it's just too blazing hot and so it was the other way around The the phoenix is like down under man we we're so different than the rest of the country and what we're approaching weather-wise we dreaded the approach of summer everybody else uh when i moved here everybody gets so excited and reminded me of my childhood my early childhood because oh my gosh i couldn't wait and I used to play those games. I've been doing this my whole life. It's not like it's new. I just didn't do it when I lived in two other cities. But as a kid, absolutely. The idea of it's March and April's going to come and I'm going to be able to get outside. Oh, you know, yeah, no question. So you play those games with yourself here. Not doing it as much this year with the Jazz, uh, with halfway coming, what, this week? Are they literally at the 50% mark?
0: It'll be halfway. It'll be 36 games.
2: And so what are they now? 27-7? and
0: 27-7. and 7.
1: The so All-Star break it? is literally halfway. 36-72 yeah. of 72 when they finish in Philly. Plus or minus one game, but the Jazz right. will be halfway. Right.
0: That's yeah, they didn't really unusual. map it
1: out this way. I mean, the Jazz had the game postponed with Washington, or they would have been 37 at the break. But with that game getting postponed, they're going to be right at 36. So I think the
2: standings... They can sort of drive you crazy. I can remember remember when they, the the Jazz had the Knicks pick, and I think and it was like three years out, and about halfway through, Kevin O'Connor said, I'm done rooting for them to lose. This is driving me nuts.
1: <laughs> I do you remember that? That was hilarious. <laughs> that was so funny the way he said that. <laughs> it especially appealed to you. That was very much his East Coast thing going on. Oh,
2: and he and I are completely I East know. Coast. He and I had a thing. He'd always jump me about something. Yeah. Uh, off to the side I, I really miss him by the way i miss interacting nothing against these other guys they're great but kevin he loved to rib me off to the side about one thing or another he, absolutely yeah.
1: he had a habit he had a habit of always and obviously he you know did it semi on purpose but when you were waiting and it's totally it's a totally different routine now but now shoot arounds are the practice facility that used to be in the arena and used to wait outside the jazz locker room and people would talk as they came out afterwards and he always he would always drift past the group and have something to say he might not even break stride and sometimes he'd say it one-on-one sometimes he'd say it to the whole group but there was always a pithy comment a little bit of humor shots fired was I all, know, I there re- was always something, and it might be for you, it might be for somebody else, it might be for you know multiple people or the whole group. Yeah. But there was always something. There was never a completely quiet day. This is no. a little something to look forward to, you know.
2: It, it was entertainment. I really, that's entertainment, the way I grew up. In the morning, you got a little sarcastic oh, humor yeah. going on, yeah. And that's the way he was brought up. We were brought up in the same area, and I greatly miss interacting it, with him.
1: It was a uh, he's a big sports fan, so it could be about anything oh, sure. going on in the world of sports. You know he he loved the NFL as much as anybody, so it could be about that early in the year. Classics. All right, when we come back, uh, I mentioned two part question of the day. We got two questions up. Uh, the other one: How much does Elijah Millsap's claims against Dennis Lindsay hurt the Jazz standing with black players? And we've got David Alridge, He wrote an interesting story about this for the Athletic. And it's one of the good things, PK, about the digital age. There have been plenty of people who've said, you know, the bad things about the digital age. But one of the good things is there's no limit on space. So if he had more quotes, if he had more, more angles, more aspects to address, he could just keep writing. And he did. That was a long piece. Uh, and so we'll get to that next. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started.
0: This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. George Niang right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Last year, losing to the Nuggets was really hard on a lot of us during the offseason. Being up 3-1 and then having that, I don't want to say devastating comeback, but it wasn't good. I think a lot of us realized, you know, if we want to do this and all be together and enjoy the time that we have together, we're going to have to win. What is that going to take? And I think a lot of us have put a lot of thought and effort into the defensive end, and that's translated for us to be able to play fast and shoot a ton. of three and i think we just all enjoy the camaraderie and being around each other we have a really unselfish group and i think the best part about us is we don't care who gets the accolades or who scores the most points at the end of the day if we're winning or just you know happy to be on a team that we all have a good time and enjoy being around each other hansen scouting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 975 1280 the zone in the zone sports network
1: DJ and PK in the morning, brought to you in part by Mark Miller Subaru. Question of the day, it's two-parter. Second one, how much does Elijah Millsap's claims against Dennis Lindsay hurt the jazz standing with black players? Got a lot of answers here. And, and PK, I think that the, uh, the, the answer to this is, is all over the board, and it depends on who you know and where you've been. If this is the only thing you know, I, I see it can hurting. I can see it hurting, but also the way basketball is wired together. Have you played there? Do you know people who've played there? And that's gonna be the most important thing, I would think. So the answer is uh, somewhat, a little bit, but it depends on what your experience is and then people in your circle, how much experience do they have?
2: Well, yeah, probably they have zero experience, though. If you are trying to attract people, you get drafted. You got to show up, you know. Unless you are going to stage some holdout, but I don't know that NBA players. I can't really remember anybody that. who's done that. Yeah, we've seen it a few times in football. Uh, I guess maybe a time or two it's been done in basketball, but not recently. I think mean, Danny Ferry of all people did it years ago, uh, but I don't recall anybody else. It just it's just this stuff bothers me. It bothers me a lot. Uh, and you go look on Twitter and social media, and you look at Aldridge. He posts the story. It's a great story. I read it. I mean, he's a well-respected writer for sure. Has been around the league for three decades. Uh, he talks to Conley and Favors, and both those guys obviously are black guys, and they've been here. Favors have been here, chose to come back. So it's the idea of once you're here and you see what the community's about. You don't have any problem with it, and actually you end up liking it to the point of even loving it. And Derek Favors chooses to come back. He talks about that in the story. Basically, as soon as the Jazz offered, he said yes immediately. Conley's now been here for a year and a half, and he uh, he's a mature guy with a family and he's talking about how he gets the opportunity to do some stuff that he probably wouldn't have done, you know, go hiking and his kids uh, exploring the mountains and skiing and those types of things. And so he's looking at it, uh, he's going to be here for a duration. We'll take advantage of what the duration has to offer you and what the community has to offer you, and clearly he's done it. And then the guys like each other and the management, and you got this thing in harmony going on here, and the owner seems to be uh, bending over backwards to just to use an expression as far as uh, being open and inclusive or whatever, however you want to phrase it. So you got all that stuff going on. Uh, but yet you look at it and you hear the comments of people just continuing. Vernon Maxwell has been going on Twitter and he rips the place left and right. And there have been some incidences, but then they just we just paint this whole area with a broad brush. And uh, you try hard to overcome it and then something crops up and it's like everything, see, we told you. This is the way it is, man. You got that ding-dong from San Diego a few years back, making that statement. Uh, walking down Provo is like being in Alabama in the 50s. Remember he made that statement uh, a few years back. It's easy to crack on the, on this community, and it does bother me because I think this community tries to go to great lengths to be inclusive. And then when something happens, it's like, see, I told you, and it's – it's just unfortunate.
1: Mark says it's too early to really say for sure, but if Lindsey really said what Millsap claims, he said, I think there would have been other instances involving other players, and no other instances have come to light as of yet.
2: Oh, so, well, that's one line of thinking. I don't. I have no idea to the truthfulness of it.
1: Benjamin says, I wouldn't say much in Lindsey's tenure. Look at the list of black players who wanted to stay in return. None of us were there, but recent signings of Gilbert, Mitchell, Clarkson favors prove that they want to be here. Jazz seemed to have a zero tolerance when it comes to racism. It seems way out of character for Lindsey, but we weren't there. I wasn't there. No, we weren't. Uh,
2: But I also think it shouldn't be termination. I was talking to my wife. You know, she taught at Washington Prep, which was... In South Central, neighboring Crenshaw and Dorsey, and all those schools. And the school was 95% African American. Uh, I've, I've posted some pictures. You can go on my uh, little Instagram account of her coaching volleyball. And there is one pale face right in the middle. You guys have seen the pictures. I think you have, anyway. Uh, so, and she, when I told her about that, she sort of laughed. She said, I heard that phrase probably. Two dozen times a day. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. Well, what, What is acceptable, what isn't. For some, it's not. There was a kid the other day uh, out of the South Bay area. went to St. Bernard. It's pronounced St. Bernard, or it's spelled St. Bernard. It's a local high school in the area, but they called it Bernard's. And he's this four- or five-star football player, top 50 anyway. He commits to, to Herm, and he does with an elaborate deal he has a song uh, on it, right? And so it's lyrics. Of course, it's rap. And so I listened to it. And is he supposed to be all that? We'll see. I've, I've already forgotten his name. But, uh, <laughs> you know, these kids make these productions now. And recruiting is like it's in your face because of uh, social media. And that's fine. I don't have any problem with that. And so Chris Burgess took all that grief back then. And even Jake Heaps to that. But now it's, it's commonplace to to have stuff like that so anyway he has the song that he has and he's talking and it's this video of him making this commitment with this song underneath i listened to the song well it's got the n-word like five times and i thought well am i am i allowed to retreat it no but others retreated it yes so
1: what what are the rules here <laughs> the rules are you can't do it
2: <laughs> but, but it's not it, the, We talk about baseball's unwritten rules
1: Yeah, right <laughs> uh, You're thinking of Larry Turner Gooden That's his name If you want to track him LTG, i got to remember that LTG, four-star we'll Four-star yeah. defensive back and wide receiver
2: So we'll see in the coming years If uh, he amounts if LTG
1: to turns in anything
2: <laughs> I have no idea Hope, Hopefully he does uh, and uh, it'll be fun next year if we have a full season because they play Utah and BYU, so we can have fun with all that. There you go. Uh, yeah, so that's, so. whether, to me, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, what, what is said by whom and how you're taking it and all. It's all confusing, which is why I just avoid it altogether, and I have been for as long as I can. But it bothers me, this perception of this community for people who – Really try their best, and people make mistakes too. And there's been some incidences that have been inexcusable. We've got to knock off the fans. You know, the fans. That last one with with Westbrook. You just can't do that, man. Just knock it off. Don't do anything. And it, you are in a community that's under the spotlight, so you have to go the extra mile. And many of them have gone the extra mile, but yet you got some knucklehead, and then it paints the broad brush. Well, everybody's like that. That. That bothers me because we're all not like that. And there's a few knuckleheads for sure. And there'll always be a few knuckleheads. That'll never change. There'll always be that out there. That element, as much as we want to make progress, seems like there'll always be to one degree or another some small element. But I really think it's the minority, but yet it gets blown up as the way it is. I think the, It's not really true.
1: I think the bigger factor, and I think David Alridge touched on this, and we can talk with him about this, um, and it was in the Arctic, you know, racism, racism is everywhere, right? We can all talk about multiple cities and multiple incidences that happened that were terrible. You know, Rodney King happened in L.A. The L.A. Police Department has a bad rep. Turns out the Sheriff's Department has a pretty bad rep, too. But, you know, in New York, Thabo Cephalosia, who used to play for the Jazz, was walking out of a club and got his leg broken by the cops in New York, who ended up paying a $4 million settlement. And we all know what happened in Minnesota this past summer, right? So we can go around major metropolitan areas and list a bunch of bad stuff that, that happened. I think the bigger question is, is there a community for you to settle in and feel comfortable in? And David Allridge gets into some of the math. You know, the African-American community here is really small. And Derek Favors talks in a story about some of the stuff he wants, he has to order on Amazon because the community is really small. To me, that's... A bigger more real issue now you know who cares what it matters to me right because no nba players are consulting with me about where they live and where they play and where they'll be more or less comfortable living but reading it that was one of the things that jumped out at me is as much as we can talk about the negatives and they get most of the coverage and all that but where do you settle into a community and have the positives when the math is just working against you So we can talk about all of that with David Aldridge coming up in an hour. Interesting piece in The Athletic. If you have time to read it in the next hour, I recommend you do. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, is coming up next. Stay with us.